0: Welcome back to the Opposites Attract Podcast.
1: I'm Kat. I'm
0: James.
1: Happy New Year!
0: 2018. New Year, new podcast, I guess.
1: And we're actually gonna stick to it this time.
0: I hope. I think so. We'll see. (laughs) You
1: guys will just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, it's... We're sort of a mystery box uh, podcast. We either... We Exist and Don't Exist at the Same Time, Schrodinger's Podcast. Sure. (laughs) Alright. We saw a movie.
1: We saw a wonderful movie by my favorite director ever.
0: Guillermo del Toro.
1: Guillermo del Toro.
0: We watched Shape of Water.
1: Shape of Water.
0: And this is going to be a full spoiler podcast. Okay, we're just
1: going to give a rundown of the basic synopsis. Yep. A mute woman who works at a uh, aerospace facility, who works as a cleaning lady, mm-hmm. um, gets involved into a top secret, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, science experiment experiment thing. Yes, where we meet what looks like a sea monster.
0: Yeah, so it's about, it takes place in the 1960s, I believe. I think it takes place in the, yeah, it I'm takes place there, in the 1960s. Because it's like, we're still. Yeah, Russia. We're, we were
1: still, I mean. KGB. I mean, aren't we there now?
0: Yeah, but not KGB. KGB hasn't existed for decades. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Uh, yeah, but if and, you're hearing
1: this, we're not a threat, I promise.
0: Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's a love story that is a very odd unique love story um it's,
1: it's a beautiful love story between two species
0: yeah I and that's agree.
1: the synopsis yep so if you're ready for spoilers
0: here here we, we go. go well if first, you're not
1: ready yeah. then i suggest you um skip
0: <laughs> this podcast
1: skip it for a while. Or if you're okay with spoilers and are still going to watch the movie, then that's totally fine, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I think first we should say, Kat, would you recommend Yes. Shape of Water? Okay. Of course I would. I would, I would also recommend Shape of Water. It was a very good movie. Okay. Full spoilers. Well, okay,
1: before we get into spoilers, um, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful looking, and it's a beautiful storytelling, and I love... Del toro so much
0: yes it's very very good it is it is very very good okay now we shall go into spoilers now all right okay so starting at three minutes go
1: all right so eliza is our main character mm-hmm. she is a mute woman yes who is very interesting yeah um and i'm just surprised everyone around her knows sign language
0: well i think the, I think everybody around her, who she talks to... Has known her for a while. Has known her for a very long time. Like, okay. uh, the neighbor has known her for years. Yes. Her coworkers worked with her for ten years. That's true. So, and those are the only real two people that know sign language. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, we have a very interesting cast. We have... I don't even know their names. Like, yeah. Eliza's real name.
0: Yeah, the actor's... Yes. Yeah, we, all we know is Doug Jones! Doug Jones. Doug Jones. is
1: the sweetest man on the entire planet.
0: Yeah. We're a little bit biased because we actually ended up meeting Doug Jones, so we're a little biased towards him, and he's and a lovely person. And
1: I bet you're thinking we're pretentious people who would just name drop Doug Jones <laughs> like that. <clears throat> but we randomly met him at a Comic-Con in Yakima, Washington.
0: Yeah, we which were...
1: Yeah. is the Fresno of washington
0: yeah it was uh, they, uh you know like it was we also met jake the snake roberts but that's not important that's to a different story. podcast yeah uh yeah it was we met him at a at a thing at a comic-con where there was like 25 people at his Q and A session yeah and we were sitting in the front row yeah. yeah
1: and we asked like the best questions and yeah he he called me precious and i you know yeah i'm happy
0: yeah and lovely lovely guy i'm glad he's in a great movie and i hope he gets even more famous from this movie because he's great
1: so doug jones michael shannon who is a powerhouse bad guy in almost everything he does
0: yes a, a very good bad guy
1: yes we have um my goodness what is her name we just looked this up
0: yeah we did oh god Oh God! Okay, skipping forward. Let's let's not talk talk okay. about how much we don't so, know. So,
1: anyways, the mute character Eliza, mm-hmm. um, is lonely.
0: Very lonely.
1: Like not lonely in a sense of has nobody, but lonely in a affection way.
0: Yeah, and this whole movie is about intimacy. It, like the entire theme of the movie is about intimacy, and she lacks intimacy with most people.
1: Because people see her as incomplete because of her muteness.
0: Yeah. She's she's not deaf, she's mute. She just can't talk due to the I'm guessing scars. Yeah, she has
1: scars on her neck, three on each side, which spoiler, looks like Gills. Yeah.
0: Did you like (laughs) how I called that out like immediately? Yes. Yeah.
1: So it looks like Gills and it happened to her when she was young, I suppose. It's it's a very vague Her backstory is very vague, and for good reason.
0: Also, it's a little... Her backstory is, in my opinion, completely unnecessary. Yeah, it's it's like a story that
1: doesn't need a backstory.
0: Yeah, we don't need to hear about every... She doesn't need an origin story. She doesn't need that. It's just, this is who she is. This is a thing that happens in her life.
1: It's a very in-the-now movie, even Mm -hmm. though it takes place in the past. But the movie feels like it doesn't take place over a big period of time. It's It's like a few days a week at most. Yeah, and she, you know, gets involved in this secret species experimental, where she meets the unnamed creature. We're gonna call him Creature <laughs> from the Black Lagoon because yeah, let's face it, that... Guillermo del Toro loves Creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Yes, yes, he does. He, uh, I'm, I will honestly think of him as Blue Thane. From, from Mass Effect because he looks just like Thane except blue.
1: Okay, so, you know, either one, whatever you're into. Um, he is a. And I know a lot of people were like, it's Abe Sapiens backstory. But when you watch it, it's totally not. They do not look the same yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, It's in the really movie.
0: weird. Like, in the trailers, I don't know if there was like a redesign or something because. I don't think the... there was
1: a redesign. I think the clippets they took f- to make the trailer didn't show a lot of him. a lot of him so automatically you think abe sapien which he's not i abe thought sapien. of but yeah. then you know i was like okay well it's not
0: it's very much not yes. I, I was a hundred percent convinced
1: beyond a reasonable arguments about this. doubt
0: that it was going to be an abe sapien origin story that the timing ended up perfect like it was
1: but it was not it was not Which is what I was telling you for months.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, nah, it's going to be an Abe Sapien movie. Anyways. I think I mostly said that as a joke, but like part of me actually believed it.
1: (laughs) Anyways, so she gets involved. She meets this creature and her and the creature have this unspoken bond right away. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, well, she says in the movie that he sees her for her, not for what she isn't. Yeah. And it's the same thing the other way around. She sees this creature as something phenomenal, something beautiful, and not some scary monster, you know? Yeah. And so they both fall in love with each other.
0: Yeah. So now that we've talked about... And that's basically the plot. There's some other, like, twists and turns. But now let's sort of just talk about the movie in general. You know, like, not just the plot like for instance the cinematography is beautiful
1: oh my goodness the color schematics of this movie
0: yeah the colors the
1: were just yeah so well thought out so well put together
0: yeah it's it's a beautiful looking movie it's a beautifully written movie um the soundtrack is really good even the non-licensed stuff like the original score is is beautiful i loved it yeah, so I, that's I would I, buy the soundtrack, in all honesty. And see,
1: that's what I love about Guillermo del Toro movies, is yeah. that that's his style. Like, there's so much detail down to the music, down to the color schemes, down to, you know, things we don't notice the first time we see it. Yeah. that Those are his movies, and that's what makes them so... I, I don't even want to use the word amazing, because it's not a good word to describe him, but yeah. it is... Phenomenal,
0: yeah. And we're we're also we're biased towards Guillermo del Toro. I've never seen a bad Guillermo del Toro movie.
1: I mean, <laughs> some people could disagree with that. They could say Pacific Rim was bad, but
0: those people are wrong, obviously.
1: Uh, <laughs> so you're saying my sister's wrong?
0: Yeah, your sister's absolutely wrong. Pacific Rim is a great movie. Um, it's it. I liked it a lot. It did have problems, but you know, we have an episode of the podcast. Just it's talking one of about my Pacific favorite Rims. movies. Yeah, there's it's a beautiful it's a beautifully made movie, just like this one. Uh, I haven't seen Crimson Peak.
1: It, yeah, that one is beautiful. I, I had issues with it, but that's for a different podcast. Yeah, that we'll is... We'll just do a Guillermo del Toro podcast one yeah.
0: day. Yeah, we'll just uh, for uh, my birthday. Yeah, a director, uh, uh, roundup movie. Yeah, there we go. Podcast because um, you
1: didn't see Pan's Labyrinth either. I haven't finished it. No, and that movie. Oh well, that movie's his his probably most well known his movie. magnum opus. But I think this one is going to be his second runner because it's already nominated for so many Golden Globes.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a great movie. It's like everything you can you can tell Guillermo, what Guillermo del Toro values in a movie by watching this movie. He he values he values the music. He values the costumes. The it's it's he all values,
1: He values what a movie should be.
0: Yeah, he he believes in telling a story through every single possible little detail and he's not afraid to take weird risks.
1: Which this movie had weird risks.
0: This movie had a lot so, of This entire movie was a weird risk. If you're
1: uncomfortable with uh <laughs> sexual content. content, this movie will not be for you. Yeah. One Eliza has a little me time in her tub every morning.
0: Yep. See, like, and that sort of shows to it shows you where Guillermo del Toro, like, how he thinks of as a director, because like Eliza, he he could have got he could have been like Michael Bay and gotten some fucking model, yeah,
1: to play. Eliza's it. just a normal yeah. girl. Yeah, she's
0: she's supposed to look normal and she's very very plain. <laughs> Um, she's, she's not that pretty. Like, she's, she's looks like a human being. Like, yeah. she's human being pretty, not actress, not yeah, movie like pretty. Yeah, like, realistically. Yeah, real, she looks like a real, everybody in this movie looks like a realistic person. Yes. Yeah, there's no, like, nothing is, nobody looks like a weird action hero or, like, a weird model. No. Yeah, it's, everybody looks like normal people.
1: hmm And then, you know... So, giant spoiler, Eliza and the creature do you know things. They do
0: the sex thing.
1: They do that thing, but we don't see it. Yeah. Which I thought was a good choice because you see all these other people being intimate except those two. Like you see them being intimate but not to the point where you see them
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't having sex. Yeah, you don't see that.
1: But it does happen. Yeah, and it was no surprise. I was actually a little nervous that they were going to show it, yeah. but I'm really glad that they didn't.
0: Yeah, i think I think it would have been, I think it would have been a little too much to see that. I, yeah. I honestly, there's a lot of the there there's like sexual content in it, but it like it seems to be is very very minimal for what I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, like the how it started, it was like here's this, and like immediately, and then. Like, here's immediately,
0: that. And then and Michael, then really nothing Shannon and
1: his wife
0: yeah and then And that one's not even like that one's not even graphic or anything no. it's it's kind of it's kind of just a you could see that on like any tv show exactly. basically
1: yeah. and i think going back to the whole intimacy is the main idea for this theme, movie yeah the point like the fact that they don't show her and the creature do it makes it more intimate
0: yeah it's it feels less like, exploitive and more
1: and intimate. it makes it more beautiful that way because yeah. all these other things that are supposed to be like intimate and special are not because they're showing it but this relationship feels is special. so special that it's just its own thing
0: yeah. yeah um how what did you feel about the uh the one musical number in it I know you hate musicals. I, I'm not
1: a big fan of musicals, and I'm sorry to my musical people out there. I, I'm i just... I'm not about it.
0: I'm a big fan of musicals, so... yeah. But
1: this is why we're opposites tracked.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I thought it was a little odd. Like, I understand why it was there.
0: It was really odd, but that just goes to show, like, the weird risks. Yeah. Because that, that scene, I don't think, needed to be there, but... but-
1: Okay, so throughout the movie you see her Eliza and her neighbor watch mm-hmm. musicals.
0: Yeah, they love musicals.
1: And so I think the scene where there is a musical number makes sense in a way because it's her feelings inside where she can sing and talk yeah. and you know, that's how she feels like she's it's so it's what she
0: wants to say. She yes. wants to be able to to say that and And that she's there's a whole lot of dancing in the movie, and the dancing is really well choreographed. Mm -hmm. Like every a bunch of characters, specifically the neighbor and Eliza, Mm -hmm. and the creature as well. They they all three of them dance, and I think my favorite character is probably the neighbor.
1: The neighbor was a great so the neighbor is.
0: elderly gay man
1: yes he's an elderly gay man in the 1960s 19... 60s yes yeah, yeah. where it's just not acceptable whatsoever yeah and that's another thing where he wants intimacy but can't
0: Due to not, society
1: not can't find it but he's not allowed to yeah in that time and so all of this sur- all this whole story surrounding lives in the creature not only is about them but it's about everyone yeah, she's around.
0: Yeah, and then you take a look at her best friend from work. She's not very intimate with her husband. No, her her, her husband and her relationship is never really never really seemed romantic. It just seemed like a like a relationship where they kind of just complain about each other and not actually like each other that much. So that goes. So that brings in. Uh, her involvement into the whole thing because she sees the the fish man and Eliza's relationship, mm-hmm. and it she gets involved because she sees the beauty of a true intimacy,
1: a true true love.
0: Yeah, true romantic love. Yeah. and same with the the neighbor who is. The best character in the entire... He's fucking hilarious.
1: He is great. He is played by... I actually pulled this up because... I felt awful not knowing his name. He is played by... Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Yes. yes. Um, Richard Jenkins did a really great... Great... Job... At playing this side character who... In, is invested so much in the plot... Where he helps her out with like everything, you know, and she's, she's there to listen to him about his life. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that, you know, there's more to what's going on with him.
0: He's, he's a hopeless romantic. Yes. It's what it is. He is a hopeless romantic. That's why he, he is loves... He's a
1: beautiful painter.
0: Beautiful painter. That's why he loves musicals from, mm-hmm. from the, from an earlier era
1: the 1920s
0: and 30s yeah he loves those he loves the he's a hopeless romantic that's what his character is mm-hmm. and uh i think he's probably the most relatable out of
1: i think so like yeah. the, mo- the most
0: he's given the most personality
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely.
0: zelda is kind of the comic relief yeah,
1: zelda is played by octavia spencer. spencer yes who I absolutely love her in anything she's in. Yeah,
0: she's so funny. <laughs> she's
1: a very charismatic person on and off screen, and I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, she's very charismatic and very funny in this movie. Um, they, I think they leaned on her for comedy a little too much, but it never gets to the point where it's distracting. It's Eliza doesn't talk, and, yeah, and so, so everybody in her life
1: needs to talk.
0: Always talks. Yes, and that's why they, Eliza is a good listener. Yes, so that's that's sort of like she sort of a, she she sort of attracts the the uh, the very talkative people to be her confidant group. Exactly, because they can just keep talking, and she's not going to interrupt them or mm-hmm. anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So Eliza absolutely loves this creature, and the creature loves Eliza and you know she we
0: think anyways I'm like, pretty sure I'm sure too but man I thought the creature was going to be a little bit less animal <laughs> like how do you like my entire thing with this movie and I said it after we came out it's like I wanted I want to be go back in time and be a fly on the wall during the pitch for this movie where Camel Del Toro sits down with a bunch of studio executives and goes, alright, so this is a love story. Okay, we're, we're in. Alright, cool. Uh, uh, with a mute girl and a literal creature from the Black Lagoon. It's like, uh, okay. okay. Is, is it going to be more human? Is he going to talk? No. No, he's going to make weird growly noises and eat Boiled eggs, and, and that's a and a cat, and, <laughs> and get covered in blood, and not ever talk or really do anything talkative yeah. at all. Uh, also, he's gonna look like a fish person. Yeah. He's he's not gonna have any human features whatsoever.
1: The only feature I found was the lips.
0: Yeah, lips. Yeah, and that's what made I me think... think of Thane Creos the most. I think
1: it's hard to do lips on a sea creature. Yeah, I mean... Let's be real. If, if
0: it's fish lips, then that's gonna... That's the, gonna the, be
1: weird. It's
0: not gonna... They they had to balance making it look like a monster and making him look like a, a love interest. Yes. Yeah, and he's very much a fish person.
1: Yeah, no, he... he he's a fish person who... <laughs>
0: he's more fish than person, in all honesty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so Eliza helps him by... Breaking him out of the aerospace experimenting facility, mm-hmm. and keeps him in her bathtub, yep, for a few days, yep, um, until there's enough rain so the docks are filled so he can swim back into the ocean. Yes, which leads to another sort of thing of events. Yep, where I was actually surprised.
0: Yeah, where, where were you surprised? Spoiler. Okay. Well, I mean,
1: well, yeah. yeah. Um, they shot her. Yeah, she fucking died.
0: She was fucking dead. She was super. Like dead.
1: I was so upset. But well, then she was not dead. But then, um, so fun fact: we forgot to mention this creature has healing properties.
0: He has an ability to, I, I suppose it's healing, but like that doesn't explain why he. Gave back that dude's hair. <laughs> like, it could
1: heal molecules in his head to re- to produce hair again. I
0: don't think that's how hair works. Well,
1: whatever. I don't It made know how sense hair to works. me. Anyway, <laughs> hair is a living thing, okay? Hair is a living thing. He gave him hair, but so this creature has healing properties. I'm going to say that because yeah. that's the easiest way to understand that. Yeah. And brings her back to life, but makes her scars into gills.
0: Woo. And
1: now they live together, happy love after, or so we think.
0: Yeah, we assume so. The the thing is, okay, I'm gonna disagree with you slightly there. I don't think the scars were scars. I think the scars were always gills. Hmm. Um, I I don't have any basis for this.
1: Well, okay, in the story mentioned very briefly, uh, she was found as. A young girl, a baby, a baby, in in South America, mm-hmm. by the same uh, ocean, I guess. No, yeah, it was a river. Okay, a river. Yeah, in the same location where the creature is from.
0: Yeah, but obviously decades apart. Yes.
1: Yeah. So we think. Well, we don't know how old that creature is.
0: Well, yeah, but th- th- I don't think the creature. They said that the creature was worshipped like a god in the Amazon River. Yes. Um. I don't think I don't think the creature is from there. Okay. I think the creature so might be like, from somebody somewhere else. Yeah.
1: But so she might also be a creature, but we're not sure.
0: It's yeah, it's not explained and I don't think it needs to be. Once yeah. again, backstory is not important.
1: It's not. Like that's the good thing about Guillermo del Toro movies is like you watch the movie and you literally don't even need a backstory.
0: Yeah, it's Because it's
1: focused so well on what's happening.
0: Yeah, which is the thing about Pacific Rim as well, where they gave a brief backstory, but it wasn't like, like, we didn't need an an origin story for everything. It's like, (laughs) here's the world that we are portraying in this movie. Here's what's happening. This part's important. Fucking don't worry about everything else. And here's the
1: story.
0: Here's the story. The story is the important thing, not the backstory, not the individual origins for everybody. It's just
1: And see, it's the same with Pan's Labyrinth.
0: Uh, I yeah. won't ruin
1: that for you cuz you haven't seen it yet, but it has very similar story writing mm-hmm. to Shape of Water. Um, but
0: Very fairy tale?
1: Oh, yeah, that movie is just Straight, it's straight up a fairy tale. It is a fairy tale that is absolutely one of the best films that has ever won an award in my opinion. Okay. Because it is just beautifully written, beautifully shot, Mm -hmm. so creative, Mm -hmm. and Shape of Water is right behind it, in my opinion. Not quite up there, but it's definitely his second best work.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So, yeah, we will, I think we both agree that you should go see it. Yeah.
1: If you have not seen it, I would highly suggest it. If you don't like it, we can't be friends.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um I I liked it. I was more interested in the in the technical aspects of the movie less so than the story of the movie. I I'm more interested in it's sort of the thing with David Fincher movies where even if I don't particularly care that much about the 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 subject of the movie, mm-hmm. it's it's still always enjoyable to watch because of how of the technical prowess of the director. Yes.
1: So, if you like Creature of the Black Lagoon, you'll love this homage to it. Yep. Shape of Water.
0: Shape of by Water.
1: By Guillermo del Toro.
0: Yes. Okay, now on to se- uh, the second part of our business today.
1: Second part of business, we back!
0: Uh, Yeah, I know we have that episode where we said we were back.
1: And then we kind of weren't. Yeah, but, but this, this time we're this is our new year's resolution not just for us, but to you guys who
0: to our to our two few or listeners three fans that listen will, every time we put out an episode occasionally.
1: Yes,
0: you know, I and all like I don't think we got ever got a single email to our podcast,
1: no, but we're gonna keep at it. Yeah, and I want you guys to tell people about us. Yeah, like uh, I don't care if. You're just like, oh, they have some podcasts, like, get us out there, you
0: know? I I want to, I want to, also, you know, even if you're just listening to it, like, and you're, say you're from a different country other than the U.S. or even a different state other than the one we're in, which is Washington, Mm -hmm. like, just send us an email telling us where you're from and, like, what movies you like. Let
1: us know what you thought about the movies we discuss or let us know if we're going to watch certain movies and...
0: Yeah, or even give us recommendations. Like that's, we 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 don't just do episodes on new movies coming out. We do episodes on old movies that we want to talk about. Yeah, like our first episode was Pacific Rim, which came out in like 2011 or
1: 2012. 2013. 2013. 2013. 2013 yeah, I remember because it was my first year here. Yep. In Seattle. Yeah. And I slept by myself. Yep. And I was the happiest person ever. <laughs>
0: yeah and i worked at a movie theater in uh in the middle of nowhere okay so yeah just tell us
1: tell us what you want from us and we are going to try to set a schedule um Mm -hmm. to put out more podcasts for you guys Uh
0: just shoot us an email and we will probably respond to it on on mic on camera
1: or follow us on facebook and twitter Oh, yeah, huh? We have a Twitter.
0: Yeah. You're in charge of the social media.
1: It's been a while. It's
0: been a while, yeah.
1: We are back, and we are glad to be back. Yeah. So, Opposites Attract, we Uh, out.
0: We out.
1: Love you guys. Hi, Mom.